Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, yesterday we were all eyes on what was going on in a courthouse in L.A. having to do with the conservatorship of Britney Spears. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, today we need to actually get the Cobra Gang together to talk about what actually did happen in that courthouse. And we're going to get them together right now. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Oh, my God. There's so much going on. Yeah. We even begin. We've been talking about this story now for two weeks. And, um, now we're at the point where we just had a hearing yesterday, Colleen, and we know kind of what happened. Not really. Well, the headline that like that everybody is using is uh, the results of the hearing on Britney Spears conservatorship is over, but the results are unclear. Yeah, and it sounds like we're not going to know much more until the beginning of next year, which is interesting because that's also the time when um, Jamie, her dad, Brittany's dad, is set to take back control of the conservatorship. Oh, okay. So here's what we do know. Um, This hearing yesterday, Brittany was not there. Um, Despite the fact that there was a peaceful protest uh, of many interested parties who were hoping to get an eyeful. I just think that's so funny. Like, who are you that you've got? I guess, like, if you're in school or something and you don't have class, go do the Britney thing. But anyway. Oh, I so, bet there are people who took work off for oh, that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So there was this hearing yesterday and a bunch of people in, you know, um, tinted windowed vehicles uh, were driving in and people were wondering if Britney was there. Jamie Spears was there. Her dad, Lynn Spears, was there. Her mom. They were separated by a bunch of attorneys. They go into the courtroom and um, the judge. Remember, the whole purpose of yesterday's hearing was to determine that uh, evaluation of Britney Spears and that conservatorship to see, um, you know, how things have been dealing or how things have been going on. It was supposed to cover mental issues, quote unquote, business interests and highly sensitive issues. And because of that, her attorneys, that is Brittany's attorneys, because they were there, uh-huh. um, asked that the courtroom be sealed. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. So they shuttle all the reporters and the gawkers out and then they have this hearing. Well, I have a really quick question. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I, because this just occurred to me first. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that this has occurred to. First of all, again, to your point, Brittany was not there. Um, and this was a court appointed. This happened in another hearing 
a court appointed evaluation and meaning it was going to be done by a neutral party. But my question is about the lawyers because who are, who are her lawyers? Are they the same lawyers as Jamie? Like who are the opposing parties? Because if Brittany is not even allowed to make decisions for herself, Who's representing her? Is it the same people who are representing the conservatorship? Um, so Brittany has lawyers. Jamie has lawyers. Um, I'm assuming Lynn probably has a lawyer because, again, if you're in a court, uh, you want to have somebody advocating on your behalf or, you know, you want somebody who can do all the legal paperwork. So of the lawyers that were separating these two parties, I'm sure there was a lawyer for each person present mm-hmm. because you do have many multiple parts. You have, you know, Jamie as a conservator. Jamie as the dad. Jamie as a private citizen. Um, you know, you have Lynn as the mom. Um, she has no role in the conservatorship officially. Yeah. Um, but she's obviously there to advocate for her daughter. And the court cares about that because as I've been reading more and more about this conservatorship, the court really wants to know that that the person who's under the conservatorship is really, you know, being taken care of. That said, you know, Brittany's got lawyers, but you presume that these lawyers have relationships with one another, right? Right. So determining who's got whose best interest at heart, that is not always the easiest task at hand. Um, I will say that, um, let's see, where was I in terms of this hearing? So at this hearing, they were going to make it, or they were going to talk about a bunch of issues, her mental health, uh, the future of the conservatorship, this evaluation, all of those things um, were talked about Yet, we don't know what actually happened. She did issue findings and orders. However, they are undisclosed and under seal, which means we have no idea what the outcome of any of the things that took place in that courtroom yesterday are. What we do know, though, is that there will be a follow-up hearing on January 22nd. And um, what's interesting about that is that that at that time, Jamie allegedly, uh, who was temporarily removed from the conservatorship, um, will be back in charge. Okay. So, do we? I, will we know if the conservatorship is dissolved? Like, would that be public information? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, neither theoretically, do I. no. I mean, I would assume no, unless somebody or told all the us. parts uh, tell us. Yeah. That I mean, there are so many things I feel are unknowns about this. Uh, and some of them we shouldn't know, and we're not supposed to know. We're, of course, incredibly curious. But, Bradley, I know yesterday you did a lot of reading about the conservatorship and exactly what the conservatorship covers and what it looks like. Can you kind of enlighten us on that a little bit? Yeah, and feel free to add whatever you know. But um, when I was reading this story, so the L.A. Times yesterday published this piece about the conservatorship and the headline was Britney Spears hasn't fully controlled her life for years. Fans insist it's time to free Britney. But really what this article is about is how this conservator is conservatorship is up. And what I will say is a lot of it has to, a lot of it just reiterates what we kind of already know that this is highly unusual legal oversight of an adult who is not at the end of his or her life or under severe medical um, impairment Mm -hmm. does not usually end up in a conservatorship. That's not really what a conservatorship was designed for. Or I should say, Brittany is not what a conservatorship was designed for. It was not designed to manage a a machine, um, you know, the likes of Britney Spears. The piece for me that always stands out is... The idea that a woman who was able to work every single day 
on a stage in Las Vegas at her residency for months on end. That is a that is a person who is functioning at a level that a conservatorship to this detail should not be necessary. Meaning, if she can get up in the morning, put on her pants, get herself to work, dance her face off, sing all of her songs, and and cash a paycheck, take people's money, there's no reason why she should be having to ask if she can buy a Starbucks. Right? Yeah. This is a person who has some agency. This is not... So again, what a lot of people maybe didn't realize... um, and what we've come to realize is that the conservatorship is not just like Britney's got a business manager. Um, in fact, her conservatorship controls relationships she's allowed to have, literally. Yep. Um, the conservator has the ability, one of the functions of the conservatorship is to file, for example, restraining orders. Now, you might think, well, that's weird. Why would that ever come up? I mean, we know it actually came up in the case of Britney Spears conservatorship in the form of Sam Lutfi. Mm-hmm. Sam Lutfi was like her manager, manager slash, you know, like handler. And I think they had a romantic relationship for a period of time. And, um, you know, he was somebody that the family slash mostly just Jamie as the guy who uh, felt like he should be in control, thought that J- uh, Sam was a bad influence. And wanted to remove him from Britney's life. Now, in a normal world, you can sit back and watch make watch people make bad decisions and then give your comments, your thoughts, your opinions. But you can't really keep that person from another adult. Right. Like if Britney wants to re- like how many celebrities have had bad relationships with people that have ended up, you know, harming their careers, their pocketbooks, something. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. Like that's adulthood. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. you're Those allowed are to make your own consequences. Mistakes, right. Yep. Um, but because she's in this conservatorship, her dad essentially can control who and who not sh- who not who she can't um, be around like physically or otherwise. Which, if you flip that on its head, it also means that he can uh, decide who she will and should spend her time Which with. Which means that she has given permission for Sam Lutfi, or Sam Lutfi, Sam Asghari, mm-hmm. to be in her life. And one believes that he was probably put there, yep. um, despite what Brittany, you know, uh, had to say about it. I mean, it's so fascinating, the level of control that this person has, again... And this article will just remind you step by step of that, quote, hybrid business model. That was a term that was used by Andrew Wallet. Do you remember mm-hmm. him? Yes. He was yes. the co-conservator. And he, OK, do you re- I just want to bring our attention back to that uh, story for one moment, because you might recall when he stepped down as one of the co-conservators, Andrew Wallet. Part of his statement was that he was requesting that he be um replaced immediately mm-hmm. because a concern of undue I'm I'm paraphrasing but essentially that some harm would be done to the conservatee that would be Britney Spears in court filings he wrote quote conservative the conservatorship is engaged in numerous ongoing business activities requiring immediate attention and it would be in Spears best interest if the resignation were accepted swiftly but he provided no specific reasons right. for that. What that irrep- And it actually said that it would suffer, that is, she would suffer substantial detriment, irreparable harm, and immediate danger if he didn't step down, but did not illustrate what any of that and meant. And then I think, why are we not questioning that more? 
He also, by the way, was making $426,000 a year to provide that leadership. And what's interesting, if you read about, and we're just talking about um, and wrapping up our conversation about the conservatorship, that conservatorship, he really created a business model that made her an incredible doo-doo ton of money. Yeah. Such that it then becomes understandable why they are trying so dearly to hold on to this conservatorship. But I would argue, I mean, that's awesome that you've created that business, but that's not your business. That is her, her business. It is yeah. a person and you're just control. You're getting the court to go along with controlling this person because while it sounds like a good thing, like she's healthy, she's making money. What if she doesn't want to do that? Right. And it, and, and it, because her continuing to work in the, at the pace she's working at in the way she's working is continuing to put money in their in Andrew Wallet's wallet, but in their wallet. And she has no agency over that. But then, and I know we've talked about this, you start to understand why maybe being on stage is the most freedom she ever has. Because when she's on stage, nobody is right there telling her what to do. As long as she loves it, she loves it. But if that's the only thing she has, I just... And now she doesn't even have that. And when people say, like, why do you care about this? I think we need to care about this for a couple of reasons. One of them being, if... There do need to be some legal standards put into place so that this does not get replicated with other people, with other celebrities. No human being should ever be in this position. Um, It just is heartbreaking. And so we'll continue. We continue to keep our eye on it to the degree that we're able to. Um, and, and, And as we said, the results of this hearing with Britney Spears yesterday are unclear. And we may never know exactly how it's all shaken out. But... We continue to keep our eye on it. We'll be back after this with a dirt alert from Elizabeth Reese on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. Hi, hey. friends. Nice to be with you today. Also with you. Okay, listen, I've got to follow up on a story that I was talking about this morning with Jason, Alexis, and Don, and this is about the Saved by the Bell revival. Uh-huh. And the reason why I have to follow up on it is because I talked to Mark Paul Gosseler <gasps> about it this morning. What? So, okay. okay. Yeah, you know, just whatevs. Well, I was doing a satellite interview with oh, him man, and so his co-star right on the new ABC show Mixed-ish, which is the spin-off of blackish mm-hmm. but it's about um, a mixed little girl so it's um, Tracy Ellis Ross's character in um, blackish it's her as a kid oh cute so it's set in 1985 fun and so Mark and Paul the Gossler 80s are very hot right the now the 80s are so hot right now actually when I asked both of the um, stars what they loved most about the show one said laughter and Mark Paul Gossler said the 80s so, I mean, that is his sweet spot. Totally. So we started talking and... Um- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, I said, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Save by the Bell, because Save by the Bell came up before in the conversation, too. Uh-huh. And he said, listen, nobody's approached me. He's like, no one has approached me yet. I know it's really still in the early stages. All I know is that Mario and Elizabeth have signed on, Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley. Um, and so I just don't know. And um, and then, but then it was kind of piping up, hey, but he's pretty busy with this show. I mean, he's got mixed dish now, and so I don't know if he's going to be able to do so the, the Saved by the Bell. So if they're going to do this reboot, it would be centered around Zach Morris is the plan, but without Mark Paul Gossler, if he can't fit it into his schedule. I think it didn't, it didn't seem like he wasn't open to the idea. He's just signed on with ABC for this show and the Saved by the Bell reboot would be on NBC. Well, what's funny about this, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show to try to get to the bottom of what actually happened, because it's clear to me that somebody was trying not to tell somebody something and thinking the story wasn't going to get out until whatever decision had been made had been made because in the telling of this story, He's not alerted to the fact that this story is a thing. However, his character is like the the headline of the story. Like, yes. Zach Morris is right. California, governor. Go- California yeah. governor. It literally is the first sentence of the logline of the whole show. For sure. And like, I get the whole busy thing. And the pushback today was like, well, we knew he was super busy and, you know, we wouldn't be able to get him anyway. Um, but we would totally love to maybe get him in some episodes. And it's like, yeah, but you would have at least told him that. And he would have been like, oh, I'm super bummed, but I can't do it because... Yeah. XYZ. Yeah. So there's more. There's something else. There's something else going on. I know. He said he woke up to the news with a huh kind of response. But the people on Mixed Dish have to be loving this because Mm -hmm. then it's getting his name out in the news. And then it's all these headlines about why isn't Mark Powell Gossler going to be part of this? It's because he's on the show Mixed Dish on ABC. Wait, what's that? I should watch it. Right. It actually does sound really. It looks, it sounds adorable. It looks adorable. And they were just lovely to talk to. And I totally can look at it. Say, oh man, I know he's easy on the eyes. Well, and he just reminds you of your youth. You That's know? why. And then I did say, um, we were. I was mentioning that maybe then he wouldn't have to bust out his old Zach Morris cell phone. And then after we finished the interview, he said, "Wouldn't that be funny if his character on Mixed Dish actually had that '90s oh. cell phone? If they made it to the '90s, Elizabeth, oh it's funny. And if you ever see it, That's in there, you're going to show. I know that that idea you. came from me. Yes, yep. sort of. It'll you'll be in the credits. No, we're going to totally. No, that was our brush with fame. Thank you. you. Dennis Rodman is making an interesting claim. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. He um, says that uh, Madonna said to him when they were together in 1993, Dennis, you know that I'm ovulating. And Dennis says, I I said, what what is that? I was trying to mess with her, you know. And then he says that Madonna said... She asked me that if I got her pregnant, she'd pay me $20 million. Oh. That is, if the child was born. Oh. Okay. Okay. Dennis Rodman also speculating that her eventual child with trainer Carlos Leon, daughter Lourdes Leon, is a result of a similar financial Uh, arrangement. You know... I mean, rich Rodman. people live in a world we don't live in, so right. I'm sure she would not be the first person. Plus, but. I mean, does she want, does she, in that moment, does she want to have a baby and she wants to have full control over yeah. the baby? She doesn't want the dad involved. Yeah, I feel like, could be you know, Madonna don't have no time for any kind of relationship. I mean, we've seen her kind of, we we saw her go through men. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> Sean Penn. Yeah, and at some point, I'm pretty sure she was just like, I'd like to have a baby. And listen, like, yeah. People just, do it other ways. Yeah. True. 
And, and I'm she, just saying, she's gonna, you know, her daughter's fine. But I will say it's a little ooky to think that like my mom paid twenty million dollars to make you go away. It's kind of weird. I'm just gonna say, yeah, that is not that weird. that's right Absolutely. or wrong or whatever. But if you were that child, I think you'd at least have that thought in your head. Certainly complicated. That is one hundred percent. You'd probably be truth. grateful that you ended up where you were. But we yeah. almost lived in a world where there was a little Madonna and Dennis Rodman baby. How fascinating. When we come back, by the way, thank Madonna. you, Elizabeth Reese. Uh, when we come back, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And this, hey girl, is your 30 second pop culture challenge. Right? 30. There it is. The second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Jennifer on the line. And what is Jennifer playing for? Jennifer is playing for one of these. Do we know what she's playing for, Sonny? Yes, a pair of Fandango movie passes for the Goldfinch that's now playing in theaters. Woohoo! Fabulous. And Colleen, I think you should ask the question. Oh, I would happily do so. All right, Jennifer, Mm -hmm. so the timer will begin after I ask you the first question. Here we go. What network did Mr. Rogers air upon? PBS. Emma Roberts is the niece of which actress? Julia Roberts. How many kids does John Goslin have with Kate Goslin? Uh, three. Try again. Two. Try again. Four. John and Kate. Plus. Uh, I don't. Um, pass. Kelly Clarkson was a contestant on which singing competition show? American Idol. The theme song to the movie Titanic was sung by whom? Lillian. <laughs> Jennifer, I'm so sorry you did not win today, but thank you for playing, and you can play again tomorrow. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's the 30-second pop culture challenge. Let's get those. Donna, do you want to play along? Yes, please. Okay, so we're going to get to those questions that Jennifer did not get correct. How many kids does John Goslin have with Kate Goslin? Eight. Thank you, John and Kate, plus eight. The theme song to the movie Titanic was sung by... Celine Dion. And she did get that right, past the buzzer. However, it seems that she got tripped up on John and Kate. Oh man. Plus eight. Sometimes you forget, because there's the six that were the sextuplets, but then they had two, two others. Two other ones. Uh. Eight total. I know. Look at that. And I think the other two were twins, right? It was twins, and then they had the sex I think that sounds right. All right. Uh, well, wow. now that we've solved all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Bradley has brought for us in this segment. We call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. We got all sorts of blind items. Because blind items. Okay. Are you drunk over there, Donna? What? No. Crazy days. It was a nice little addition. Thank you, Sonny. <laughs> CrazyDaysAndNights.net is the source for all these blind items. Remember, blind items are just juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. Some are confirmed, some aren't. I'll tell you, you guess, we'll all have a great time. Sounds great. Here we go. Okay, here's our first blind (laughs) item for the day. This is confirmed. Ooh. We love this. This goes uh, back to early September. This life event was made public because this former A-list actress from an acting family is going to debut a new boyfriend. Ooh, this life event 
was made public. It was it a divorce that was made public? Um, I don't know that we have to talk about the life okay. event. Okay. Okay. Um, but what we can say is that we should know uh, the relationship. Okay. So the uh, it's a it's a female from an acting family who's a minus a minus list who's going to be debuting a new boyfriend who did actually oh, that's did debut a new boyfriend. Yep. Yep. I mean, oh, this life event. Can you say that again? This life event. This life event was made public because this former A minus list actress from an acting family is going to debut a new boyfriend. Think about now. You probably haven't thought of her in a while. Oh, um, Colleen, I know you used to love her show on the TV. Okay. Mm. Okay. Was it a reality show? She has a very specific. No, she has a very specific look. Okay. A very specific. It's one. mostly her eyes. Oh, Zoe Deschanel! Yay! Oh, yes! Ding ding ding! ding, ding. And that oh. was her divorce. And now she's dating the guy yes. from the Property Brothers. But I always forget. So you know what tripped me up on that was the acting family. I forget to think of her as somebody who comes from an acting Who's her family. family. I don't. Know. I Does Deschanel? Doesn't well, she have a sister that? Acts? I, you know, I think you might be right. Hold on, let me look this up because okay, but go ahead and fill in those blanks. Okay, so I'm going to fill in the blanks and then we're going to talk a little bit more, but. This life event, that is the divorce, Zoe Deschanel's divorce is going to date, or Zoe Deschanel, who just got divorced, is going to debut a new boyfriend, which of course she did, Jonathan Scott, one of the property brothers. And what's hilariously interesting about this is that the other blind items regarding these two uh, in the last week have revolved around the fact that allegedly he's gay. Well, that's and okay. This oh, is not God. the first time she's eyes. done this. I always thought he was. Isn't that uh, terrible? No, but didn't he say that he did have, did he say he had a girlfriend or he was seeing someone and then she kind of popped up I just, a couple of weeks later? I really don't even know. He was in a relationship. That's so interesting. Zoe's, um, Zoe's sister is Emily Deschanel. Yes, thank you. Emily. Thank you. I have to look her up because thank I don't you. know if I know who she is. She's, she's played on Bones. Oh. Oh my gosh, they're oh. sisters. She's cute. They really look alike, a lot alike. Apparently they Yes, Adorous. apparently they do. Do you want to do another one? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. You give me the names and then we talk about it. Okay, here is one. Uh, this is another one from September 7th that's confirmed. Okay. I don't think we read this one, though, but it shouldn't be too hard, ladies. Let's try another purchase of yet another place. He can't afford hmm. the former A plus list rapper loves making real estate announcements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kanye, anyways, yeah. ding ding mm-hmm. ding. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! You know, what's interesting about this is I didn't realize. Like, do we think that like he's not going to hold on to these because he can't afford them? Mm, I mean, I think got? he'll hang on to them until he and then. It seems to me that oftentimes they purchase them and then they liquidate them without us even realizing that they've done it. Because what do, what makes the news is that they bought it, not necessarily that they got no, rid of it. No, that's very true. Was right? it, did they buy property Wyoming? in Wyoming? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then there was this whole thing where she was, Kim, was sort of like hemming and hawing about whether or not they were ever going to move there. But she wouldn't just address it. And like, actually, NT Lawyer, who writes our blind items, basically said, like, don't think for one second she's actually considering moving, moving to Wyoming. There. That yeah. would never happen. I will say the headlines in the last couple hours have been that Kanye tops Jay-Z and Drake to become Forbes' highest paid hip-hop act of the year for the first time ever. Really? Okay. 
So that, the, I don't know. there's something wrong with the world. No, I mean, yeah. you know, people like his music. I don't do not that. like his music. It's him. I don't it's, it's the him that we don't exactly. Like. Yeah. Thank like you, Sonny. You know the thing is. Also, you do not topple Jay Z. You just don't. No. He is royalty. What? No, yeah. Donna. Well, I was just gonna say the thing about Kanye is he makes you feel like, wow. He's kind of a cool guy when you watch him in interviews. Uh-huh. And then he turns around and does like all this weird stuff. Yeah, his behaviors betray his, his actual yes. personality. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. I just, I got issues with him. I got Kanye issues. Okay, we're gonna do another one. But we got to figure this one out because I, frankly, the comments are all over the place oh, okay. on this one. And good, I'm, this is an all play. Okay, good. <laughs> maybe this is an easy one, but we'll have to figure this out as a family. Okay. Okay. Okay, this blind item comes to us again from crazydaysandnights.net. This, and it's not confirmed, this A-minus list foreign-born reality star turned celebrity turned host showed off her racist side this week. Oh, oh great. Foreign-born reality star turned host. Host? Or hostess. Foreign-born. Wait, oops. I'm reading the wrong one. This mm. A minus list, foreign born, former reality star turned celebrity oh. turned host mm. showed off her racist side this week. Is this a uh, somebody from the franchise on Bravo? Oh, that would be an interesting insight. At one point, or yes. Okay, so there are two names that are being mentioned okay. of the one name, yes. Okay. Bravo. Okay. Okay. Bravo, like one of the housewives, mm-hmm. like from the Beverly Hills, and she's foreign, foreign no, born. No, mm-hmm. think about. Um, oh, actually, no. I take that back. It's not Bravo. It's E. Oh. Okay. That foreign changes born. everything. What if I told you they the two <laughs> names being suggested are related? Oh, like sisters? No. Oh. Uh, okay. Like married? No. Uh, mother daughter? Yep. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Like Yolanda? Nope. And both of, well, uh, the mom has a very big hosting gig right now. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh, oh is oh. it? Wait, no, not. Oh, Sharon Osbourne? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, and or, and or Kelly. Kelly. Now, what I tried to figure out is why and where, like, I don't see anything in the headlines, but the comments are like, they're like literally all up and down Kelly and Sharon Osbourne. So Can I you thought. Read? Oh, yes. The Uh, blind item? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. So here's the blind item. Kelly Osborne and or Sharon Osborne um, showed off her racist side this week. Okay, here's the only thing I'm calling out here is that didn't wasn't actress listed. No, reality star turned celebrity turn. Okay, so forget it. They're not actresses. That's fine. Um, Here's the thing. I I, I, I Googled. Kelly Osborne, right? And I don't see anything from recently. But Sharon Osborne, she, it seems to me, gets more headlines lately. Anyway, the only thing I can think is that this has to do with, and I, we were going to talk about this. I think this is my d bag today. Yeah, Sharon Osborne was my d bag today because she went after Wendy Williams. And the only thing I could think is like maybe mm-hmm. somewhere in going after Wendy Williams, she was getting. Uh, Oh, I see. What was she going after her for? And I know you have it coming up. No, it's okay. Wendy Williams was um, going after Christy Brinkley. And Sharon was coming to Christy Brinkley's defense. And the process was throwing Wendy Williams under the bus. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know well, what? Guys. We will keep our eye out for more on, uh, uh, what's her name? Sharon Osbourne's racism. Yeah. And uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Thank you. Uh, And we will be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. We are supposed to have a wonderful guest. I have not gotten word that she's here yet, but I'm hoping that Stacia Rice will be here. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, she just, she just she arrived. Just Look, you so wished she it. will be here uh, in studio with us. She's got a new role in a wonderful new play. It's one of my favorites. It's called The Curious Incident of the Dog oh, in the yeah. Nighttime. I read the book. It's the best. You yeah. you lent me the book. So oh. she'll be in uh, after this talking about her role in that after this on My Talk 1071. What a fun treat on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, we Hello. have a wonderful guest in the studio, and it is our friend Stacia Rice. So oh, we gotta let's turn. We gotta turn on. Can you hit that red button? There you go. Oh my gosh, there you are. No, and here I am. Now Hi. you're here. I'm so happy to be here. We're so, so happy. happy to it's have been you. a while. Now we yes. just for you know, we'll get to why you're here, which is yes. to talk about an amazing show. But first, we must let our listeners know that there's a reason we love Stacia Rice more than the average <gasps> uh, guest it? on our show, and that's because you and I and Colleen go all the way back to a little thing called Project Den and Dirty. That is correct. Uh, the, musical. the musical. And you. <laughs> were our mentor. I was what you had you guys had like a team. We did. Mentors. We needed a team. You were and like, my wife Ann Michaels. Yes. yes. Yeah, I love her. We love Hi Ann. But Hi. you were there to sort of guide us through this process as a professional actor. It was delight. And, and we felt we have incredibly an emotional- fortunate because for those of you who do not know, Stacia Rice is a big darn deal in the Twin Darn yeah, City. She huge. is. We were very fortunate <laughs> and we are still benefiting from your talent and expertise. Oh my gosh, so I love you. that so much. Thank Every you. day we act happy to be around each other. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It we love each other. It gets better with each <laughs> It feels day. pretty real in here. It is real in okay, here. We good. really do love just each wait. other. Just wait. I still um, have photographs of you guys, by the way, from your rehearsal. Oh. You were almost naked, Bradley. Yes, I was. Yes, actually. we all remember that. Yes. It's hard for me to believe. Remember. It's delightful. But I do have it on record. That was pretty spectacular. (laughs) But the reason that you're here is to talk about this awesome, uh, this awesome show you are in. Yes. It is based on uh, the book, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Yes. And you are doing the stage adaptation, which has toured. I mean, it's it was Broadway, Tony Award winner, winner. yeah, big darn deal. And now you are on stage here locally. Yes. Performing this uh, this awesome work at Yellow Tree Theater, which is a theater that I have admired for some time. I've seen a bunch of people that I know do amazing shows there. They just are doing it right. I love working in a small space. They are a small space. I don't know how many seats are even in there. 150, maybe. Nice and intimate. Yes. You know, like uh, as close as you and I are right now. And for people listening, that's like two feet. I'd say two feet away. So, you know, there's danger involved. Yeah. Oh. No, there's not. But if you, you know, if I tripped or something, <laughs> so, maybe into you, the laps of the people. You know, I think <laughs> that with this particular show, people probably heard this. They maybe actually have seen the, the touring production, which has been yeah. here in the Twin Cities. It was at the Orpheum, what, a year or two ago? Probably two years ago. Two years maybe ago. More. Um, 
maybe just talk a little bit about the show and why it's so special. I will. Um, The show is based on, um, or it's from the point of view of a boy named Christopher. He's 15 years old, played so well by um, a guy here named Zach Schnitzer, who is 17 years old, and he is remarkable. That's awesome. Yes, directed by Ellen Fenster. Um, Who's a friend of mine. Hi, Ellen. Yeah, hi, Ellen, <laughs> if you're listening. I hope you are. Um, anyway, it's it's from uh, Christopher's point of view, and Christopher is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So the entire show sort of inundates you um, with lights and sound and uh, lets you kind of walk through this experience where he's looking for a person who killed his neighbor's dog and he comes across different people in different situations and you're experiencing it as if you are in his mind. So it sort of gives you an idea of what it might be like to uh, be on the spectrum yourself. I get goosebumps when you explain it like that because as, uh, as we were talking about in the break, my almost 13-year-old yes. um, is on the spectrum and he has uh, what has been known in the past as Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily get classified anymore. It's under the umbrella of autism. And seeing this, reading this book, first of all, but then seeing this show on the stage was such an uh, amazing exercise in how he might view the world. Right. So many parts of it. And autism, because it's a spectrum disorder, everybody experiences it differently. Right. But there are certain things that are sort of similar in many people who have autism in the way that they process sound, in the way that they process uh, light, the way that they interact socially and how they accept touch. And all of that was so well written about by the author of this book. And then to see it on the stage... How has that been for you as an actress who, because you play the mother. I do play the mother, yes. And as you interact, I mean, did you, like, how did you study that? How did you kind of get yourself prepared for that? Well, we have the benefit of having two people that worked with us on the production who are on the spectrum themselves. So one of them is this fantastic character actor in our show, and another is a composer. So there's a song or two, a few songs actually, I think, that were composed by someone who is also on the spectrum. And the first day at the table, we all just sort of talked about our own experiences with autism and I have very little frankly Uh and um, they just filled us in and to see just the the wide variety like you're you're saying of how this person loves to be touched this person does not this person just processes um, in a neurotypical way Mm -hmm. or you you would never expect that there's anything that that is different than the way that I process Uh you know what I mean but then to ask questions about it it was really lovely for them to lend that experience to our process because it made for like research right in the moment that's wonderful it was really cool so in addition to the experience of learning for you as an actor what has the experience of learning been for the audience because I imagine that you know audiences have had you know a wide range of responses to this production people really seemed delighted you know i'm one of those people that doesn't stick around and and talk to people in the lobby unless i'm asked because Mm -hmm. i feel like people feel like they're obligated to say something nice to me and (laughs) i feel super awkward and all my social anxiety just comes a running at me so um but the the audience response has been really great and um to hear some people that have seen the broadway production or the touring production versus this production which by the way is this theater is is just kind of remarkable so it's this tiny little space and you know from seeing the show colleen that they're like the the effects that they use were were really sort of big (laughs) yes huge and what they have managed to put together in this space is super cool and i love that it's 
that it's really up close and very intimate. Yes. Yeah. So to answer your question, Bradley, I think that it's um, that people will have the opportunity to sort of, well, this is the beauty of theater to step out of their own life Mm -hmm. and take a look at what somebody else might be experiencing and then walk around the world with a little bit more awareness and maybe be a nicer person and walk out the door. Yeah. With (laughs) to walk out with that, with that knowledge. Well, Stacia Rice, we love you so much. Um, Give us, where can people get tickets? They can go to yellow tree theater, uh, yellowtree.com and then um am i saying that right i should yellow tree theater.com yellow tree theater.com yes and i don't have their phone number here that's but, okay you we'll know. just go google. to the website yes google. Go, use the google come see us we are so thankful that you came thank in thank you so much for inviting that's me that's our friend stacia rice and when we come back on the colleen and bradley show uh how do you feel about the face kiss greeting we'll talk about that have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.